back again. MGP episode 142. Boy, I ain't gonna lie, 2024, but it just feels like we living in a simulation. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. It's crazy. But once again, I'm back with my dog again. Last time we did an episode, I think in a week span on all platforms, it did around like 17, 18,000 plays. I felt like that was good for a week span. Oh, yeah, for sure. But here we are back again, man. My guy, you feel me? Trade the truth. (laughs) (laughs) You already know, man. Nigga, the mastermind right here, bro. I'm happy to be here with the mastermind, brother. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to put this stuff in place. So last time we was talking about, what was it? We talked about snowfall, but you was like, you ain't you ain't finished, you ain't get to the end yeah. point yet. And then we, we were talking about ghosts uh, and all that. Mm-hmm. Power so, BMF. Uh-huh. So we just got done with uh raising Canaan. So like what ah. do you think about ah. like this season, like as a whole? Because it was a kind of a slow build up, but once it got going by episode five with the whole unique stuff, okay, it started rolling after that. So what you think about the whole season? Bruh, it, this season was fire, bruh. I can't, I can't put it in no other words besides that. Um, it was, it's, I'm loving to see where the story is going now. Um, it was slow at first, and then it's starting to like pick up. So I'm starting, I'm, I'm expecting a time, I'm, I'm expecting a major time skip in this next season because something we also gotta remember, although we've had three seasons, it's only been like a year. If that, so yeah. I'm talking as far as the time frame in the actual storyline. Yeah, they ain't even hit the mid nineties yet. Yeah, bro. Like, so this is still like it's still like late late eighties for real. So it's crazy to think that. All right, like I, I like how they're. I like I like the pace of the story though. It really just gave you like Kanan's come up in the situation. You see, okay, all right, his mom's was really in the game. His his family was in the game and now he's trying to get his footing and it's not just all you know, at first it was making it seem like he was just going to be, you know kind of handed the throne, but now you see he's like, nah, bro, I'm going to go out and take it. You feel what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, first season he was very green. Yeah, for sure. For sure, between the bad batch of, um, the bad batch he cooked up, mm-hmm. the um, just shoot his aim, he couldn't aim for shit. <laughs> First yeah. season, um, and then not nah, all around, just like just figuring out how to okay, kind of go out and get it himself. But yeah, bro, yeah, you definitely have seen a lot of growth in him in this. Like I said, this this usually not just him though. I think all the characters, bro. Like I, I want to ask you, who, who's your favorite character in the series so far? So when it started out. Obviously, you know, Lou was, you know, off the wagon a lot. So he was kind of like non-existent. All he was doing was drinking before like that nightclub. So mm-hmm. it was Marvin. And then, you know, I got a thing for like villains and movies and shows and shit. So oh, yeah, after you're that. You, do, you yeah. are the villain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So after that, it was Ronnie. You feel me? I was like, like. That whole mystique about him was like, okay, I fuck with him. All he wanted some work, nigga. You feel yeah, me? <laughs> he just need he needed to get back on, bro. He wasn't trying to wait around for it. But in the last three episodes, it was 
it was Kanan though. Because he was like kind of like proving himself. I mean, first with like starting that business, you know, with like with delivery, the weed business and all that shit. And yeah. Then fucking with uh, Ronnie, but then realizing like, okay, he got to be a man himself. And like, okay, nigga, you took shots at my mama. Like, okay, I'm going to put this plan together. You ain't going to know like what's going to be on the end of it type shit. You feel me? And he said, this ain't what you think it is. And I ain't who you think I am. That's a fact. So yeah, it was. It went like that. It started off with Marvin because I like that whole mailman thing he did too. Nah, yeah, that was that was straight. That was straight finesse. That was straight finesse. I I I have I have a love for Marvin too because seeing his seeing his growth, his character growth and development, bro, from going to being just you know a fuck up for real, for lack of better expression, he he was fucking up. You know what I mean? He don't never miss the opportunity to miss the opportunity. He always going to be late. He always going to say something dumb. You feel me? Then the whole falling out between him and Juke, mm-hmm. and but him coming back around. So, like, his, I, I'm I'm loving to see his growth and how his his street justice is really is really in his favor right now. Like, everything is in his favor, bro. So, I'm loving seeing that. But, um, yeah, that, I ain't going to hold you, bro. That shit will lose. Mess me up because it's hard to see somebody that you thought had it together really start falling off and like drowning. <laughs> yeah, I think I liked how they showed this. Like, for like, um, before that, you know, he just like the you know the little brother, but like he's like the main shooter type shit. Yeah, he the muscle. And, he really the muscle. Yeah, but like. It, it, from a real perspective, I feel like that's real life, though. Cause like, the most hard-bodied people, that stuff weighs in on them at times. And you never know when it's going to weigh in on you, like all the bodies that you attach to. Absolutely. Like Absolutely. So, I felt like that was a real perspective to show, like, the mind of a person that's, like, doing all that shit. Cause that's real. Because yeah, like, a, a lot of times in these movies and shows and shit, like, they just got like a nigga that's a cold-hearted killer, but he shows no emotion. But I felt like him showing that emotion and knowing, you know, the shit that he did up to this point, like it just it just weighs in on it. That's very human to show that side of it. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad they didn't kill him off like that either. Cause I was I was nervous at first, bro. I thought it was gonna be on some like you know, uh, well, it's kind of a different situation. But uh, you know, in the wire when they kill um when they killed D like that, like it it, it cause it was the same situation, they hung him on the door. So like I was I was glad to see that he didn't go out like that. You feel me? That he's still alive and he could still he still has that opportunity to grow. But yeah, man, cause but no, nah, you real cause what you said was real cause we don't see that a lot. You you see, you know, you wanna you want to love the dudes that can kill somebody and, you know, go like you want to you, you you love to see the scenes like Ghost in the first season where he shoots the dudes, put the suit back on and go about his life. But yeah. that shit do have a toll on you, especially when you ain't necessarily want to sign off on all them. That's it really mm-hmm. like, you, uh, you know, like he sees he still see the ghost of Scrap and D-Wiz. So, yeah, that's it. They don't ever leave. That shit never leaves you. I think that scrap shit was probably the one that did it though. Yeah. Like that's what, like, yo, like what the fuck we doing here type shit. Like so scrap, like, and it wasn't even true though. He wasn't even a snitch. Nah, fat, he wasn't. He definitely it definitely was a miscalculation. 
But it was his, what was it, his mom, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, his mom's was really the CI, but you remember, so the mom's was the CI, and Howard overheard it. Mm-hmm. And of course, Howard went and told Rock, and that's when Rock was like, "Nah, yeah, like we got to put him down because he know too much." But really, it won't, it won't like that at all, bro. <laughs> Speaking of Howard, though, it's like grand opening, grand closing for his ass too, because he got um what Detective Burke on the first episode. Yeah, but I mean, he but like when you look at this, like the logic behind it, he had to go. He knew too much. He knew too much, and then he knew too know, much. Yeah. He was too he was too involved and he wasn't gonna be able he he wasn't gonna take he wasn't gonna just take the fall. He he already made it clear I'm not gonna give up, you know, my baby moms and my son, but somebody coming down with me. But yeah. he, that was his mentality. And if you remember in the first season when he found out he had cancer. You uh, Kanan's uh, older self voiceover ain't nothing scarier than a nigga who ain't got nothing to lose. So once he lost his badge and his gun, he like he really was just a loose end that needed to be tight, that needed to be clear, you know. Yeah, definitely. But the fact that he would even like say that little shit, like you can't save everybody, I knew it was over for his ass when she said that because Rock not about to give up, Marvin. No, not at all. Not at all. She's not giving up her family. If she can if she can afford if she can avoid it. She's not. But she and definitely won't give it up. She de- you already know she's not giving up for her son. And he didn't have to go to that last meeting, but he insisted. You feel me? Yeah. And look where he caught one in the face, nigga. He Boy. said, he said, you believe this shit. It was over for him. It's <laughs> like another thing that I'm like. Because I think the characters that we saw in the original power, like uh, Kanan and uh, Juke, yeah, those stories are like the most um, compelling to watch because we want to see like how Juke got to this point. So we saw this when she was doing this, you know, this group thing and all that. Yeah, but somehow yeah, I'm, glad, I'm glad you bring I'm glad you bring it up because I I think we on the same finish your, finish your statement, but I think we on the same tip because I was yeah. yeah. We see like how she was doing with the group, but somehow her like her family's like doings caught up with her and that when she was still trying to do something positive, and they kind of ended that situation. Now it's looking like the army is really like the real thing to do right now. Facts. So yeah, it's yeah, like I, I want to see how she got to that point where she was a cop, like a cricket cop. You feel me? Like what happened to make her get to that point? Yeah, I'm, I'm. I hope they. Like I said, that's why I'm expecting a time skip, for real, for real, uh, for this next season. But I was thinking the same thing because, like we were saying earlier, the season was so slow, and I'm still, like, I know you can't. Um, everything that came from the original power, yes, it's a, it's a, a foundation, but they can't make it exact. Because no. if you remember in the first power, when Kanan had after Kanan had the fight with Ghost, um, when he goes back to Jukebox, she says, I was the first person that you called when you dropped your first body. We know that's not really true because it was already set up for him to for her to pull up on him, you know? 
Like it's little little things like that aren't necessarily true, but their relationship and whole like seeing them from being real like real family having real love for each other and growing up and then eventually eating um well we know how that story ends but it's is crazy but I was kind of curious getting back to the jukebox point I was always curious to okay so what did happen with her music thing like did they actually go did they you know did they flop but in all actuality, they never really even started. Like, she got, they ended, they really ended before they started. So now, like you said, she's realizing, shit, I ain't going to be able to leave my family no matter what. So I got to figure, I got to figure something out. So yeah, I am interested to see, like, how is this whole army route going to play out? How does she end up becoming a cop and a cricket one at that? Yeah, and she changed her last name also. Yeah, yeah, that Garner. Yeah. So I want to see like how this transition is, but I don't like you said. I don't think everything is going to be exactly as accurate as they said in the original. But the thing that I think is going to be accurate though, because it's it was a lot of Breeze references in the original Power. Yeah, for sure. But the one that stuck out like that described it like. Perfectly was when uh when Kanan had sent Sean to kill Ghost, but you know Ghost he sweet talked him like he was really his uncle and all that shit. Yeah. Um, when he when he talked about that situation, Kanan was like, "Yo, it was a busted tail light." They said it was a busted tail light, but it wasn't a tail light at all. It was like Ghost had set it up type shit. Yeah. He, like, he had came to me trying to give me some shit I want down with, so mm-hmm. he figured like to take me out the game so he could be the guy type shit. So, I think we might see that. I would hope so because that's like a major, like that's a major thing in the timeline because that changes everything. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what. That's really the, yeah, that's the that's the catalyst for everything. Like you and said, Breeze, I want to also. I want to. Uh, I want to point something out, bro. I'm I'm doing. You know me. I'd be doing my rewatches, bro. And I'm rewatching the whole Kanan and Tariq arc right now. So. Um, I want you to go back and do your homework on it too, bro. So, Pete, so you remember the episode early on when Kanan first meets Tariq through Dre? You call him Slim and shit, right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. oh yeah, it's same kind of this low key same same move. Ronnie pulled pulling up on him, but um, after he does that, you see Kanan peep his backpack, so he finds out what school he goes to. And he finds out what time he gets out of school. He also, and the end of that situation, so if you go back and look at that scene when they at the uh, basketball court, Kanan finds all that out, and he's like, all right, what time you get out of school? Maybe we can shoot some hoops. The very next scene, the, I'm talking the ne- very next scene in, the, in that episode, is Ghost standing over the balcony where Tariq shoots him. So I feel like that's just a plot to Courtney Kemp and all the writers because you got to be able to pick up on stuff like that. But in that moment is when Kane has set his plan in motion and that shit literally falls, ends with, you know, like I say, ends in that next scene. I feel, I just, I, I noticed the parallel, the parallelism between that two and I thought that shit was, like I said, kudos, kudos to the writer, bro. Kudos to the writers. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you gotta tip your hat to Courtney Kemp and all she's been able to accomplish within this universe that you know her and Fifty Cent created. You know, 
But um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I feel, I feel like that was Kanan's ultimate game plan anyway. But it kind of, you know, Tariq flipped on him right at the very end. But I felt like that was his whole game plan to get him to like get Tariq to kill Ghost. Well, no. At first, he wanted to he wanted to kill Tariq anyway. Yeah. He was gonna kill Tariq and kill Ghost. That was the original plan. But like the show is based off of the Forty Eight Laws of Power. Sun Tzu's Art of War, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So in the episode where Kanan takes Tariq back to the apartment where Ghost killed Breeze, that like said, he pulled out the gun from the drawer. If you, if you remember, he pulled out the gun and he was like, um, yeah, this is our old friend Breeze apartment. Um, your, go, your, your dad, Ghost killed him. And he, I'm paraphrasing, of course. And he was like, um, damn, was he scared or some shit? He was like, he ain't had time to get scared. And that's when, if you go back and watch the episode, Kanan is pointing the gun at him because Kanan's about to shoot him. And then that's when Tariq talks and it's like, yeah, man, I hate my dad. And Kanan's like, whoa, I thought you liked him, you feel me? Then he realized, oh, shoot, he hate this nigga just, just as much as me. Yeah. And like I said, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So in that moment... Kanan's whole plan of revenge changed. So he was like, okay, I'm gonna just turn him, I'm gonna turn him against his dad versus I'm gonna use him to get his dad. hundred uh-huh. percent. That's when it all changed because everybody thought he was gonna kill him at that point. And they yep. do a good they do a good job with those cliffhangers like that. Or making you think something about to happen and it don't happen. Yep. Like, they do a good job in that writing room with making you think something's gonna happen when it don't happen. But Looking back at like raising Kanan and looking at the original, I feel like Kanan and Tariq are more the same. It's just Absolutely. the fact that Kanan didn't. Well, I mean, you could say okay, he grew up, his family had paper. I mean, obviously it was him, but he didn't have the like luxurious lifestyle as Tariq and the St. Patrick's did. But the sense of you know they being them being understood, I mean, and the situations they both had. I could see why, like, they are similar and why they had that relationship and why he was even probably closer to him than his own dad was. Nah, for sure. For sure. Because, shoot, I think, like you said, with that whole, like, I'm rewriting, but I think during that whole time, Kanan is, he he's excited to see the fact that, one, Tariq is so cunning, you know? Because it's like, if you remember, shoot, the scene with the shoes. Mm-hmm. How he quickly finessed. He was like, okay, this nigga slick. Like, he's smart. He, he could pick up quick. And he know, don't snitch. No matter what happened, you don't snitch. You feel me? Like, you yeah, take... You, they put him to the test. It was yeah, Ray Ray it was Ray Ray and Juke the first time. That's how he met them. So, it was like, Kanan really was like, oh, nah, this dude, is he just like... And if you remember in the shoot, when they was riding around, he's like, you may not... Like it or not, the boy gangster, he cold with it. He even better than you. So, like, Kanan seeing the fact that, nah, that's just, that's who Tariq is. It's in him. But to say that, I definitely feel like he he's probably had more resources than Kanan had, but we see that Kanan had just the same opportunities that he had because Kanan could have went to that school in Stuyvesant. You know, with the elevators and shit. <laughs> he, yeah, he chose fought, he fought the test on purpose. Yeah, he chose he chose his life. And that's kind of the same thing Tariq did. Like he chose he well, 
yes, no, because he's still trying to live in two worlds, but you he gonna have to make a choice this next season of Ghost. But it's so Tommy told him though. Yeah. Like, bro, you can't live this out during a you know, during a um you can't live you can't fight a you can't fight a war in the back of a classroom, bro. Yeah, that's a fact. So he he gonna have to choose but Switching to a ghost, I, bro, that trust fund shit pissed me off, and I ain't even involved with it. Like, oh yeah, bro, nah, bro, that that Ponzi scheme was crazy. And it's what, like, bro, like, you, you know, I dealt with people like that in my past, bro. Like, he just had that look. The uncle had that look about him, bro. Uncle Lucas just had that look about him. He was shysty, bro. And he just he already had that shysty look, but that's crazy to know that. Like, bro, Tariq is really like he's squandering everything, bro. <laughs> he's really squandering everything. And this is <laughs> it's really pissing me off. Cause it's like, bro, now the whole thing is you trying to get out the drug. Like, oh, bro. It, it... it ain't that easy. And we just seen that with Rock. Yeah, like... but not even that, though, bro. This was the whole thing your dad was trying to tell you in his last week of life, bro. He's like, I. I'd rather kill you than to let you in this game. I don't want this life for you, son. <laughs> and he was like, nah, teach me the game. Teach me the game. And then he finally get the game, and he realized, oh, shoot, everybody wants to kill me. I don't like living. I don't like looking over my shoulder. I, I don't want to have to look over my shoulder for the rest of my life, Effie. That don't sound like ghost talking to Tasha? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Right, that's just, that's the only thing that'd be frustrating about this because it's like, bro, like, all you had to do was listen. That's a fact. But overall, I think with Ghost, it already, Ghost being like, uh, like, soon, it's like right after Ghost died, Ghost came out like a couple months later type shit. Yeah. But it's because it was supposed to pick up, it was supposed to pick up right where the story left off. Yeah, so. That's been like you know, good from the first season of it, but I feel like with Force and Raising Canaan, it took us some time to get used to these characters and shit. Yeah, now we're true. rolling, and both of these shows are like okay, they both rolling because last season of Force was crazy too. Yeah, yeah, and I'm and I'm like I'm like I said, my rewatch is giving me a new love for that now because. If you remember in the original power, everybody was telling Tommy to get rid of Ghost. Mm-hmm. Imagine with everybody, Lobos, Milan, Jason, they was all saying, imagine what you would be like if you didn't have any ties. Yeah. And you see, like, you you really are seeing, like, shoot, Tommy, t- Tommy, I'm loving the fact that you can see that Tommy actually is kind of smart, bro. Like, <laughs> he, he, of course he's pulling all these old tricks that they've done before, but to be able to, you know, recollect them or even think of new stuff, like with the whole tripping, uh, killing dudes one place, they take their bodies to another place to make it look like they did it. Like, yeah, bro, he he's he's definitely smart, and I'm liking to see like, yo, his the way he's running his stuff, his way, he really just on that, bro. I'm just all about the business. I don't care who you are. If I gotta shoot you, I'm gonna shoot you. I'm not gonna think twice about it, and I'm gonna keep the gun. See now he don't got ghosts that think, Tommy. Yeah, <laughs> no. <nah. laughs> I'm running the show shit. now. This is my show. Now. Think, I'm trying Tommy. to tell you, bro. Think, Tommy. <laughs> he used to be on his head, bro. 
But um, yeah, like I said, I feel like they're both rolling out uh, Force and Raven Canaan. But let's move it to this snowfall thing, which still make me feel a way, even though it's coming up on a year in April. That, yeah, know, bro, that shit, yeah, bro, that the finishing that shit was just the fall, though. But the fall, you see. The fall of that shit, nigga. Like, yeah, snowfall. but it's just like at the same time, it's like, why does why is same thing with Howard? You feel me? Like, you know, at the end of the day, like these dudes, they can't win. You can't win. No. Like, not even, not even from a historical standpoint, but from a from a from a morality standpoint, from a balance of the universe, you can't win selling out your people, bro. But we were put in a position to really love Franklin and and sympathize with him because you saw a story from the beginning. Yeah, you feel me? Like he tried, he he tried to play the game that way. He tried to go to school. He tried to you know get a good job and all that. And then shoot, ultimately they fucked him. And then you have you know situation. He's like, all right, well fuck it. I'm a I'm gonna make my money regardless. You know I'm gonna find a way to make my money no matter what. And how he did it was messed up, but at the same time, I can understand it because, like, I told my mom the other day, like, bro, we if we born if we born any earlier, bro, we gonna be dope boys, like to the fullest, because ain't no way you telling me my mom working at the post office, bringing home maybe two fifty a week, pops out there on the bottle, like out there on the corner. And my homeboy driving a brand new '64 Benz on some on some white 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 walls or a Cadillac with some white walls, bro. I'm getting to that money. Like I don't care. I'm getting to the money. Like it's just you gotta have it, bro. Like that situation, especially his situation with his mom working for that sleazy ass boss. Touched on and all that. Yeah, bro. I'm not. Nah, bro. I'm getting to that money. And and at that time, like I said, a young age, you don't really. He didn't, he didn't, see, Leon saw it first, but he didn't truly see the results of what they were doing to the people. But also when you look at it, it's like, bro, who can blame him? Like, I would want to, as, as a society, I would want to get high and try to forget the shit that we've been going through the last couple of years. Like, I understand this is what, Snowfall is what, 60s, 70s? What you mean? Like timeline? Timeline was 70s, 80s? Yeah, it's like uh, it's the eighties. It starts off at eighty two. Okay, but it 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 it, it don't last. Like, what's the whole storyline? So I'm trying to think of the years. Uh, when eighty eighty two to eighty six. Yeah, so it's it's really just the eighties. Understand? Before that, you still had Jim Crow, sharecropping, fucking slavery, all that. So niggas is trying to forget all the hardships that we just had. On top of that, the Rodney King shit, niggas still being, you know, beat and killed today, and niggas is just acting like it's, well, white folks is acting like it's normal and it's supposed to happen. So I would be wanting to try to get high and forget, too. You tell me, oh, it's a new drug. It make you, you know, it make you forget about all your problems and it make your girl want to suck your dick all night. Nigga, I'm going to try that <laughs> shit. You feel me? No, just being real. Like, just being real, like. On some re- like you seen it with Mel, you seen how easy it was. Oh, that shit look cool. Everybody doing it. I'm gonna see what that shit talk about, and that shit so damn potent and addictive. One hit is all it takes. 
That's a fact. So this last season, let's talk about the characters and their endings and did they deserve it. So and we're gonna do Franklin last because we gotta do a deep dive on his whole shit. So Louie, you know, she living life on the run. Do you think yeah. she deserved that? Absolutely, bro. Cause she was like Louis' ambition is what ultimately led to her downfall. But you got to respect it because her story, she came from nothing. She was basically a trick for Claudia. You yeah. feel me? Got groomed as a young age, turned trick, you know, turned somewhat housewife type vibe. But at all her time, she wanted her own shit. But you that's when you got to ask yourself, is it really worth it, bro? Is it worth, you know, losing your family, losing your husband? Ultimately, damn near losing yourself, you know, is is it really worth it? So I feel like, I'm, and throughout the movie, I feel like everybody gets what they deserve, honestly. Yeah, definitely. I feel like I'm glad that uh, Oso got away with, but he still, you know, his family separated from his family. But it didn't look like he was going to have a ha- happy ending, you know. But I'm glad, you know, he he's one of the ones that got that. Him, him and Leon... I feel like they deserve. Yeah, you know. yeah, for sure. They like I said, everybody gonna take their losses, but you still got some. You you get you get your you you everybody get theirs in the end. You feel me? You get what you deserve. So like at the same time, he was and with Lee, especially talking to Leon, he caught on to it early with him going Africa. Him realize his whole thing with Wanda, like he realized, nah, bro, this shit, like we really. Like even with him coming back and taking back over the block from the from the young niggas, like he was really on some nah, bro. What we did was wrong. We thought we was living right, we wasn't. But it's it's ultimately it's on us. So I feel like he should have his. He should still make it. it don't get me wrong, now, America's still the merchant. You feel me? You got to make your money off off her one way or another. But you don't want to lose yourself in the process of making your money. And that's what and that's what Louis and Franklin did. They truly lost themselves in the process of making their money. You can't lose yourself. You gotta still hold on to who you are as a person and who we are as a people. But I feel like you keep you feel me, you keep that and you keep that intact and know who you are, then it ain't no you gonna you gonna get yours, but shit, you gotta play the game too. You gotta play the game. Definitely. <laughs> what hey, what they say in the wire, you gotta let them play. You for gotta sure. let him play. For sure, my nigga. I, that Jerome shit kind of fucked everybody else up, though. Like, I don't feel like he should have. But the way he went out, though, man, it was sad. It felt like you all lost that uncle. You feel me? Nah, for yeah, bro. Cause nah, man, that shit is sad. But like I said that's the cost, bro. And niggas, that's real life too, bro. Niggas don't. Some niggas don't care about that. But that money, that that family, when it comes to money, man. Yeah, this is the, the, the closest people will snake you, man. Yeah, for sure. For sure. A lot of shit that goes on within, you know, like with like Berkey and all this shit. The shit doing shit to niggas is the niggas we thought was homies, allegedly. And I'm trying to tell you. be the guys robbing people or killing their own people and shit like that. So people you thought was fam, you know, they got like bullshit intentions. And. That's how the shit usually play out. But um, who was I about to say? V. We all knew something was sneaky about her. 
Now we all know yeah. she's on the ride until you know he choked her up and all that. Yeah, but I, we knew, but I but feel we like knew she was gonna do something. Yeah, but also I kind of I had an iffy feeling about her because I feel like they was they from, they was from two different worlds. She used to like robbing niggas' accounts and fleeing the country type shit. Yeah, but also I'm saying like Franklin met her once he was on. And you always yeah. got to watch those ones that you meet in the life. You feel what I'm saying? Because you got to remember what's their backstory. And like you said, we find out her backstory was, you know, lying to people stealing. So, like, it's, watch the company you keep. <laughs> you feel me? How you get them is how you lose them. Like, it's, it's, it's plenty of plenty of examples through that. So, I, I don't even feel no type of way about that because it's like, you know, shoot. You... You know who you was bring you. It's like the old saying goes. You feel me? You don't bring a snake around and wait for it to bite you. Nah, hell no. Nah. But it, it just when they introduced that character, <clears throat> we all knew like, okay, she on some bullshit. We gonna see how it play out though. But we go, we know like, okay, something up with this chick for real. We couldn't, we ain't know at the moment, but we was like, yeah, something up with her. We gonna see how it play out. But then Franklin, he just has a bad track record with females anyway throughout the series. Yeah, cause he 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 is he the only female he he only loved money, bro. He, and you seen that he only loved money himself, bro. So you're supposed so, to be with Mel, but his love of money and what he was doing made him kill her father. Yep. So that'll never happen. She's out there with Odessa, Texas, some shit like that. Yep. So like, doing some mission trip, some shit. <laughs> man, boy sent that other bitch to do his dirty work. Yeah, that's it. Hey, yeah, that won't go cut out. <laughs> That, that won't go last. And now this nigga can he probably never will meet his child at all, type shit. It's a nope. boy. Nope. So alright, let's look at Teddy. Teddy <laughs> definitely got what he deserved. <laughs> yeah. No, no, we can say that without a doubt, bro. But with Teddy's situation is Teddy Teddy is the man, quote unquote. And I mean that in a sense of like you know, shoot, that's what he gonna do. He gonna promise you the world, give nothing, and then as soon as he's done with you, he gonna throw you to the side. And that's damn sure what he did to Franklin. And in his case, he's even worse because it's like shit is slanted his way. You know, like look at how easy it was for him to take the money and potentially and potentially emphasis on potentially put it back. Like just look at how easy how easy it was. Like that just show you like that shit really nigga had the upper hand, but in he gonna reach he gonna reach his own demise as well. For not for not being morally just. Yeah. And he was just on some, you know, like I'm the I like you say I'm the guy, like I'm the boss, I'm the man type shit. And that type of mentality was not gonna work, especially when Franklin looked at you as like a mentor. Right, well, you know, he, he actually wanted to be friends outside of that shit. And he, as he said, when he had him tied up, you feel me? That's the, that's where he pictured the shit. He was like, he he just fucked him, man. It was crazy. I I felt like he deserved that goddamn hot oil on his shit. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. But, um, Burn that nigga alive. But then you gonna sit there and tell me you are gonna give me half of my shit? Which is like, okay, okay, but nah, nigga. I worked for that shit. I I put my freedom at risk for your ass for you to fund this war, nigga. So and 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 that's what I also saying. Where it's like you feel me, like 
the situation. He thought, okay, I'll give you half, right? But same situation, niggas don't want they don't want to pay what they owe. So you feel like you can you can slide us and jade us. And that's what I'm saying. It's like you still gotta be you like fair is fair at the end of the day. Like I said, the universe and the world is gonna find a way to balance shit out no matter what. So you can try to slide us and then but it's shoot. Look at the situation with Dave Chappelle. Nigga made too much money. Nah, you made too much money. Let's void it. I'm only gonna give you this, but no, you're I'm entitled to this. So I like I said, I understand Franklin's mentality, but you still look you making a deal with that devil regardless. It's a fact. How and the fact that I already knew he killed his pop or whatever. I like how they drew it out though, where they just said he's missing or whatever. Or he potentially killed your father or whatever. Um, but I already knew uh, Alton was gone type shit. But the fact that he lied about it and then what he did in that scene which led to his death was just, you know, how how cocky he was with it. Like, what? Like, you really think he's over there? Like, yo, I shot him twice and I dumped his body. Like, that type of cocky yeah. arrogance was, like, what made him be like, all right, but fuck this nigga, yo. Yeah. But at the but, same time, like you said, he at that point you already got him. He ain't got nothing to lose, bro. <laughs> He's you he, he still holds all the keys because you still need him for your money. Yeah, that's a fact. Then you know, Sissy did what she did, which brings me to the last character before we get to Franklin, Sissy. Does she deserve that ending? So if you want more from me and this podcast content and more bonus content, then it's easy. All you have to do is go to Spotify, Spotify only, type in Money Gang Pod, look at the description and hit the link to subscribe. And doing so will get you video versions of the podcast as well as extra bonus content such as game reviews, show reviews, album reviews and stuff like that. So like I said, go to Spotify, type in Money Gang Pod. Go to the description, hit see more, and hit the link in the description to subscribe. It's some cases you feel me, especially especially being a parent now, bro. Like all you can is want the best for your kid, and it hurts you to see your kid become something that you didn't intend for them to be. You know what I mean? Like, like she knew that she Franklin, knew he was gone. He was yeah, gone. she knew she knew Franklin was gone, but Franklin been gone. Like she had, she started seeing it early when she was trying. She was trying to put some distance between him. She was trying to, you know, still do good. But ultimately, she knew that, like, like we're saying from a morality standpoint, he's going to fall, and it's not. If he's if he's going to fail, regard. I feel like her situation. She's like, if he's going to fail, regardless. He needs to fail on his own. Like he needs to do it on his own, not. Like, like, okay, and what what I mean by failing is ultimately Franklin escapes in the bottle and becomes a drunk. Uh-huh. So, my thing is, is that if he was going to do that, he was going to do that anyway. And like, it's him making his own decision. But what she wasn't going to do is allow him to get this money and think that, oh, I made it, I'm good, my life is good, I'm a better person, like, that can't come at the cost of your own people. So I feel like she was justified. 
Yeah. And it's like, it's like Leon got that shit, but he didn't really get it. He was just like, yo, she tweaked, yo, she lost her mind type shit. Well, really, she knew exactly what she was doing. Yeah. And it may it may piss the fans off watching it because you're like, yo, he was this close or to whatever. You feel me? But like, everybody's still mad at her. <laughs> to be nah, real. yeah, but like I said, I I was mad at her at the time too. But like I said, after giving it some thought and like I said, thinking about it from an overall standpoint, he can't win, man. Franklin can't win. He's he 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 sold out his own people, bro. He can't win. He can't win. And I knew. There's a couple things watching that last episode that, like, played in my mind while watching it. Obviously, that first scene when he goes to that bar and he calls V, and after that, when he takes that first shot, yep, I was like, oh, okay, this is not going to end well right there because we never seen him drink. And even he said, and, and, and even throughout the entire season, he never drank. Well, the entire episode, he never drank. He always would get a soda. You feel me? A water, a juice, or something. But he never did. Once I seen him take that first, that that first, he, like you said, when he took that first shot, yeah, you knew he was he was he was escaping. He was escaping, and it was it was even more powerful because he seen what it did to his pops, and he still chose it as his vice. Yeah, because on the first episode, he was like, "That stuff don't do nothing for him," or "That's just not him." Type shit. To yep. see that, I was like, "Okay, I got to see how this play out." But moving on to Franklin and his like uh his ending, which I feel like is the most vital one. Um to see like this whole thing, like you said from the beginning, to see how working at what's that shit called? The Chose, the supermarket, yeah. and then just turn into like the LA Kingpin. Obviously I knew like watching that last episode, as many bodies as he dropped, as many families that he fucked up the community he fucked up as a whole. I knew they not they wasn't gonna let him ride off into the sunset. He can't, he can't, he can't, he can't, and which is like also try, I'm trying to keep in mind for shows like, you know, ghost and power and force, like ultimately these guys gotta lose. Like they gotta lose, bro. I knew Damn. it wasn't gonna be that happy end. Like I, I wanted it because I seen how much he wanted it, but it's just like that money wasn't going to be the savior he thought it was going to be. It was going to be in deeper shit. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So it would have led to him dying probably through the drug game or through some bullshit like that. But I knew that Peaches was going to come back into play because we didn't. he didn't say nothing about Pete. Like He told a dude to look for Peaches on the very first episode of the last season. Yeah. And we didn't hear from that dude until the very last episode. Yep. So I knew they was going to string that thing out because he got to put some time between it because he got to burn that money up. You feel me? Right. So he got to spend it up. So I knew he was going to put some time in there. But when he went over there and he was just not too far, he thought he was going to be somewhere on the, across the globe. No, nah, but hey, it. but look, hiding in plain sight is sometimes the best way to do it. Yeah. For real, for real. And when he found him, you know, you could tell, like, he was trying to play it off like he was sick that the previous season, but obviously he was using. Yeah, and yeah. We just saw too. it. We did Well, when he, he was, seen him. He was, on, he was on the needle, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. But yeah. you remember that time he was in that room with all the money on the shelves and shit, the yeah. way he was looking? I was like, yeah, he might try to hit that lick. You feel me? 
He might try. But also remember with him, he was a military dude. He put down people. Just tying it back to what we were saying with, you know, situations like Lou where you don't see that, but that is a part of it, especially the military dudes, bro. And understand back then they was pushing the drugs for you. You know, it made you a better soldier. So like coming back to reality and then him seeing that, okay, you know, when I was in Vietnam, I was fighting for a cause. Now I'm just killing my own people. Like, think about how, draw it back a little further, how they look when Leon realized he shot that girl. That's what changed, he, that's just, that's what he, changed his whole, like, character you feel development. Because he got out the car, he got out the car ready to ride again. Like, you feel me? But then he seen, oh, who's that little baby in there? That baby's dead, and that shit on me. And said, fuck with him, bro. Fuck with his head. You got to start asking yourself, what does this really cost? Yeah. That's, that, that's definitely true. But, like, with this whole Franklin shit, I knew, like, okay, as that episode played out, nothing went his way once the bank teller tell him that um V cleaned out the rest of the yep. shit he had. And then as the time frame, like, the timeline keeps going, it keeps going, like, three months, six months. And you, as the house gets junkier and junkier, we realize. Yeah, yeah, you see it, you, you see it, you literally just see you see, but in that moment when he left the bank, bro, he 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 gave he gave up. He 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 really did. He gave up, bro. He he was defeated. Like once he once he realized that there was no way for him to get his money, he really just he he died. He he died in that moment. I love this callback though. When he finally get the dude to open the safe, you know, we he kills him because you know Franklin whole thing is no loose ends. Oh so, yeah, bro. An innocent bystander seeing him kill that scene and you know all that shit going on, you knew he was gonna let him live. But um, when he opens that safe and it's twelve thousand in there, that's a great callback to the first episode because that's how much he needed to get the uh, the key from Ivy. Mm, so it's a good so it's, point. I ain't so, even. Yeah, good point. So it's just like he point. he started laughing. And like insane, he said, like, he like, bro, fuck pizzas and shit like that. But it's just like, yo, I'm literally where I started at. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was just crazy that that was a good callback right there. And that's when I felt like ultimately he truly just gave up, yo. Yeah. 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 Damn. Yeah. Nah, you just opened my eyes because I ain't even look at it like that. Mm hmm. Cause y'all, that little, I like, I like how Dabs and Idris does his little, like, when he's defeated in moments and he does that little half smirk smile, yeah, that's yeah. so powerful. It's just like, yeah, bro. I'm... Yeah. <laughs> like, bro, or that's, even, that's like, a skill actor, yo. Yeah, or even when um when Louie and Jerome first pitched the idea of breaking off, and she was like, Oh, we'll give you Compton. <laughs> You'll do that for me. You know, because really you not you you saying that, but really you that's nothing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Man. and that was that was uh that was actually man boy territory before they snatched it, right? But um, yeah, I feel like that safe scene is where like yo he went insane for real. Yeah, like, that was the end. You could tell right there. I could tell within that. So when they do that timeline switch to what like what nineteen ninety one? Yeah, that's like, when. Yeah, I, I know it was early nineties, still early nineties. And Leon go there, you. You see him like a shell of himself. 
Right. Like yeah, gold. it was 91 because they had the Boys in the Hood tribute joint filming. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And when he go out in the back, you see like um, all this stuff like script for metal just so he could get something to drink. And yeah, yeah. He was, he, was, he, was, he, was just, he was just hawking his shit at that point, bro. He was just trying to live through his next 40, bro. He was trying to get his next $2 to get his 40. To see that sense, and but to still see him, like, you know, making jokes, you know, like a chocolate nigga like me can't keep no bitches. Like, to see him still have that humor and know, like, okay, this shit is fucked up. He should, but he said he was free, though. Yeah, but but like I said, this is like I said, same thing with Sissy. It's gonna be his choice. Uh-huh. It, it's gonna be his choice. He's not gonna have the option to burn away that money. It's gonna be his choice to 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 you know basically be be a wino. It's his choice, and then that's when that's why I said he like he said like he says I'm free. It's true because ultimately he know he he knows that this is what he's deciding to do for himself. And it's gonna be the same. It's gonna be the, he's gonna get exactly what he wants. See, I ain't pulling the strings no more. Nope. But he still he paranoid to the point he think they on the phone and watching this shit. I'm like, yeah, bro, that shit is long gone. Like, yeah, but they not worried gone. about you no more, bro. <laughs> nah, he's not even a factor no more. Like, they squeeze Teddy squeezed the life out of him, really. Yep. But um, to see that scene. When he goes back to the store, he used to work at the Cho's place. And the fact that we knew, like, oh, bro, like, he was coming up in real estate and shit. And he got geeked off a $20 bill. Like, that shit was crazy to watch. But then that whole speech at the end, you know, he told Leon he was proud of him and shit like that. And him about him being free, which is another callback to the, the first episode when he was telling Mel he just wanted freedom. Yeah. What do you want? So, I want freedom. Yep. Yeah. But that whole walk away, him calling them like Saint, Saint, and then that Kendrick Lamar pride comes. It starts yeah. playing. And it's like, bro, I don't lie, I shed a tear watching that junk, bro. Because it was that's that's really like that's that's a great way to end the show. No, nah, fast because yeah. like the song goes, Love's gonna get you killed. Mm-hmm. But pride's gonna be the death of you and you and me. Nah, for real, bro. That's that's real. Regardless if it's not like the ending everybody thought like that, it was a great tribute to John Singleton. Of right, course. and 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 you know they always say like the old saying goes, "Pride comes before the downfall." But yeah, yeah. But I think I think overall that show was that is one of those timeless classics, bro. It's gonna be like you know. Years from now, you can sit down and do a rewatch and really, really get something new out of it each time and see the story differently from a different light. And like I said, but even I, I like I the my favorite thing about that story is no int- is no real intro. It's just a little bit of music, the words, and the whole time the shit is just changing. It's going from being snowfall to crack rock to it being lit to it's dying out to it's burning on like I yeah, just after I, season I, progress there's a season yeah, progress bro. one time that you just seen it by by the time episode nine or ten that shit is on fire let me know yeah shit, and, and it's right just now. like whoa how did this happen you know mm-hmm. I like the season three window when you see the neighborhood and it's like on fire type shit. 
Yeah, but you it's can't the, tell at first because you think it's just the sun. You mm-hmm. feel me? And yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah, no, nah, but like I said, it's that shit, bro. They they did they they did they big one with that one, bro. But I still hate that they like they making us root for these bad people, bro. <laughs> we yeah. want to see these bad people win, and it's just like, damn, bro. Like, let me get somebody that's good all around, bro. <laughs> for real, for real. I think that's. I think, bro. It'll never be a show like Snowfall ever again. Nah. That's it's, yeah, it's, man. It's, you just had to be here to work, like to witness these what six seasons. Yeah, and also, but also it's because it's telling like you feel me like it's real stories. So yeah, like you feel, like you got these quote unquote realistic shows, but that's a real show that's based off of what is considered a real story. You know, free uh freeway Ricky like that shit is a real story. So that's why it also holds weight because it's you know it's facts like. And everybody, people feel like the real villain of Snowfall is Ronald Reagan. Yeah, for sure, bro. For sure. Because hey, Reagan Donalds was a crazy era. Bro. <laughs> it was a crazy era. Like, we <laughs> what? It. Like, and then, like, you bring it in, and then 10 years later, now you sending everybody to jail on a fucking, bruh. Shit is, this shit is the same, bro. This the setup, but like I said, bro, niggas ain't playing. This shit is chess, bro. This shit is chess. Everything is meant to build on the next, bro. Facts, 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 facts. I think this is overall like great analysis of this uh, great series. But let's switch gears for a minute. So, obviously, I know what Jermaine Cole means to you. <laughs> you know. Man, you about to get me started on that, on that, on that man again, Mama. That go that man again, bro. <laughs> I Jermaine know. Cole. <laughs> yeah, I obviously know what he means to Jay Z because Jay Z had to pass on him first, then be like, "Nah, he's that nigga." You feel me? Yeah. Obviously, I know what he means to hip hop as a whole. We've watched, we've watched his career. I've watched his career from the warm-up to now. I feel like when it's all said and done, he's going to take somebody's spot in that top five conversation. I don't know who it's going to be. You feel me? That's the conversation we got to have further down the line when we know for sure, like, okay, he not, you know, yeah. putting out albums like he used to type shit. But I know he teased a single the other day. Yeah. Me, look, man. I'm an album guy, so I want to hear it in like the, the. I want to hear it in the flow of the album. Look, man. All I'm gonna say is it's a boy, and like <laughs> it, it's crazy, bro. Cause it's like, man. When I tell you, bro, you you say you already know what J Cole mean to me, bro. Like, nah, man. Like this nigga really, he makes he makes things on time, and his music truly does be speaking to me, bro. Like. Like his projects, his everything, his timing, bro. Like, I don't know if you remember, but shoot, he came out with the fall off, came out right as I was graduating. And well, yeah, all season, all season came out right as I was graduating. Mm-hmm. And that shit was so, so impactful to me because it's like, bro, nah, he was really like in the interlude, bro. This shit can go up, it can go down. Either way, nigga, I'm prepared. Like I, I, I feel that, bro. I resonate with that because it's like, bro, like that's real life, bro. At the end of the day, like 
you prepare yourself, but at the end of the day, you just got to go out and do it. You feel me? Like, you can, you can, you, you can try to prepare yourself, but nothing, the plan goes out the window the first time you get hit in the mouth. You feel what I'm saying? So, that shit is like, with him, he's like, I'm loving to see what he's doing, but yeah, bro, if he not already, if he not already in your top five, I need to hear your top five, but I know he in your top ten. Like, he has to be. He he has to be, bro. I'm, I'm loving what he's doing. It's crazy. We was actually talking about him today in the barbershop, and it's like, he gave us, what, six albums? Mm-hmm. In his, in his, in his span, but even then, like, he always know when to give you something. Okay, he gave us six six official albums. Then he gave us mixtapes, LPs, projects, sign other people. You feel me? EP, Got other EPs, people. you feel me? Like, yeah, yours, you feel me? Like, like, putting, like, really putting hardcore spitters on. Like, I don't like all the Dreamville, but who I do like is certified spitters, bro. Like, Kaz, Boz, um... Shoot, Jen be sometimes with me, bro. When Jen really, when Jen be on that, no, nah, I'm gonna go in the booth and spit. When he don't be like, I'm trying to make a hit, he be mm-hmm. on one. Shoot, Ari, I love me some Ari, bro. Like that whole, bro, the whole unit as a team is like, bro. He really like, he yeah, bro. He, they they didn't they the new like, well they are rock they are rock nation, but like yeah, they that new Rockefeller, bro. For real, for real, and. He's that he's bro, he the goat. You can't you can't tell me otherwise, bro. He killed everything. He he went from being number one underrated to everybody saying he overrated. Now you can't even now he's like, okay, well, y'all don't like my shit. Okay, I'm gonna be everywhere. You ain't gonna have no choice but to but to hear a J. Cole feature. Now everybody want a J. Cole feature. You feel me? And I'm I'm crossing over to the point where I can do anything. Nigga made a uh, a European drill rap song. It's to the point where people still feel like he don't get enough praise. I'm like, are you out of your mind? Yeah, uh, but I, I, I can't. Right. I I can't say that because you know me, bro. I I had to deal with the naysayers when niggas was, bro. You remember back in middle school? I'm I'm pushing the warm up to come up Friday night lights any given Sunday. Like I'm pushing this, and niggas is telling me, nah, this dude whack. Then workout come out, which is I hate the workout. I'll tell Jermaine to his face, I hate the workout. That's the worst song you ever put out in your life. You feel me? But mm-hmm. I understand that you had to do it. So it's like now seeing everybody jump on them from that, it's like, okay, y'all niggas just want y'all want that radio shit. Y'all don't really care about the actual art and the craft of it. But this is a dude that he's proven that I can give you both. I can I can I can sell you a show, but I can still hit hit the ears of them old heads and hear what they want to see. You know, give them what they want to see and hear. Yeah, I feel like with the whole workout, we already know it led to you know letting us down and shit like that. But um, I didn't really I understood it at the time because at that right. time I I understood what. Radio hits are now. You, you gotta understand how Jay Z is too. Then yeah, you need that. It don't matter what the fuck else you got on that album. As long as you got that, you feel me? Like okay, then we can sell. Yeah, as long as you get that radio buzz, bro, we can sell units. But if yeah. you ain't got that radio buzz, it ain't like. And and then like I say I understand Jay Z because at the same time he a business he he a businessman at the end of the day. You mm-hmm. feel me? 
So he like, bro, like, you feel me? I can like it. I can nod my head to it. But if it ain't selling units, bro, it's not making us no money. It's it's losing us money. Because my whole thing was, I felt like who that should have been the, the fucking single. You feel me? Because it's very bar yeah. heavy. But it, it's some shit that you could also vibe to. Some shit you could ride around to. And this shit could possibly, it, could, it got ready. It got like club play type shit on some shit like that. So I felt like who that should have been the single. But when workout came, but I see, like, but I, the, the only difference between who that and workout, workout got the, the the ladies. Yeah, you feel me? Who that is for them niggas? Like, like yeah, you could play it there. A girl listen to it every once in a while, but that's a that's that's the homie song. You feel me? That the the trenches, it's, it's for the trenches. You feel me? Like the way that come in is like, like it come in on that hard, and at the same time, understand this is still the age where. You respect new coming artists, but you still looking for those the next underground artists. You feel me? The one that's doing the independent or without a label. Like at least I know for us growing up, we were still looking for that. So that's why I feel like it hit to those ears. But you you hear a workout, then we got a good thing. No, it's like you feel me? It's a different, it's a yeah. whole different vibe. It's a different tune. You feel me? Different frequency. That's the word I'm looking for. And and even now, it's if you peep, it's starting to they literally starting about to start making frequency music, bro. That's the whole <laughs> um I really wanted to make a rap album, I swear. But this is literally just where the wind blew me. Like, you feel me? Like that situation. What what was your thoughts on that album? Which album? The Alger three thousand album. New Blue Sun. Bro, see. I used to think like three stacks was like that guy, you feel me? So hearing that and no bars, man, it just kinda I I never heard no song up there. I never listened to this at all because I feel like he's one of those guys that we've been wanting a solo album from him. Not not to take away from Big Boy because Big Boy is a is a great lyricist also. But I think three stacks kinda still to show in that group. But we always wanted a solo album from Three Stacks, and to get one, and it's just you know some flute playing. I was like, bro, this this is kind of like, are y'all trolling? Are y'all really trolling? Because <laughs> I, I felt he, like he is trolling, but at the same time, like, like that's on some, bro. You got to catch a vibe to that album, like you, like at least, at least for me, I had to catch a vibe. To I had to, you know, push one up. Get solo by myself and put it on and headphones and listen to it. You feel me? So you can really catch that 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 audio, like the different pitches, the the like the all the little sounds, bro. But it was he was trolling, but at the same time he giving you kind of he he kind of dropping game in his in his title lyrics, bro. I swear I really wanted to make a rap album, but this is quite literally where the wind blew me. Like, um, the slang word for the slang word pussy rolls off the tongue far better than the proper term vagina. Like, he's like, yeah, these are long titles, but he's like, bro, like, listen to it, say it. Like, you feel me? The dictation in it is supposed to go with the song. I, my favorite one, bipolar disorder, bipolar disorder's daughter wears a 3000 shirt embroidered. God damn it, man. That's a bar right there. That's what I'm saying. So that's why I'd be like, for the people who be like, oh, 
I ain't like it. Nah, bro. You got to actually go back and, yes, you wanted words. You wanted bars. You wanted, you feel me, his punniness. But he's giving it to you, but he can't give it to you because at the same time, we know three stacks. He has to stay at the front, at the front of the movement. You feel me? He's uh, throughout the years. He's been. I'm like. I'm years ahead of y'all, and that's what this is, bro. It's gonna be that new, this new age of frequency music, bro. And that's exactly what it is. And then for him to come out and say that, um, for him to come out and say that he, uh, he had been doing stuff like this for years, but he was going under an alias, like you know, niggas. Yeah, bro. I, I I'm a fan of it. I think you should go back and try to and try to nah, listen to it yeah, again. I need to bro. listen to it. I know I need to listen to it for the first time. You hear me? Yeah, bro. Look, bro, again. listen, bro. Gucci, roll you up a nice one, get you some headphones. I think maybe like, I need to start I need to start back smoking for real. For real. For oh real. yeah, bro. If you were if you, hey, kudos to you though, bro. Don't now look, don't if it don't don't let me throw you off your path. Oh no no no! It was just something I just started on the random for real, just to see like how I was feeling and shit like that. But as I got months into it, I was like, "Yeah, this probably not for me." <laughs> <laughs> Come on, yeah. now. this is probably not for me. I'm just like, "Yo, I used to be laughing at dumb shit about it. I, I kind of miss that, like you know." Yeah, no, nah, I feel what you're saying. I definitely feel what you're saying. But like, but, bro, like, he's... I'm gonna give it a shot though. I'm gonna give it a shot. Bro, and listen to, it, listen though, to this. Mind. Listen to this. Listen to this, brother. Gandhi, Dalai Lama, your Lord and Savior, JC, Bundy, Jeffrey Dahmer, and John Wayne Gacy. Like, he's, like, you gotta, like, you just gotta listen to it, bro. Like, this shit is, it's vibey, bro. It's vibey. Like, it's it's on, it's, it's on a different tip. It's on a different tip to show. But you gotta, you, you gotta listen to it, bro. For sure, for sure. I'm gonna, but, I'm gonna nah, my, my bipolar disorder's daughter, Where's the three thousand shirt embroidered? Yeah, that's by far my favorite. That's my by far my favorite one on the album. Ants to you, gods to who? Ants to you, gods to who? Ants to you, gods to who, bro? Like this, like yeah, man. Yeah, go go do it again. Go do your homework, man. Go do your homework. Definitely need to get it right, but but I was going with it. Um. What are your expectations for the fall off, bro? Like I said, man, this this J Cole is doing everything that he said that y'all couldn't do, and everything that he said that he would that he's doing everything that people said he couldn't do, and everything that he said he will do. Like if you remember back in the day, he posted his his list of albums and projects that will lead him into retirement. And he's just checking them off at this point, bro. Then you say four was coming with dreams? Yep. It's um, Features features Error, then it was The Fall Off, Revenge of the Dreams 4, It's a Boy. All right. So I I ain't listen to the tease because, you know, I just want to listen to when the album comes. But everybody kept, like, putting lyrics out on Twitter and shit. And he said, and I quote, the fall off is like whole dropping reasonable doubt last. Yeah. Now that right there alone th- just set my expectation for it. That alone, because that's a strong statement within hip hop. You know what reasonable doubt is, and you know how like that's 
when it came out, I mean, it came out obviously, you know, when Tupac and Biggie was alive, East versus yeah, West but it, it, like it, yeah, it was that, it was that. Nah, I'm, I'm the next up, but just, just watch. It was on some just watch. <laughs> yeah, like it, it, years down the line, everybody called it the classic. You know, like unanimous. So him saying that. What it put me in the mind of was like Friday Night Lights and shit like that. I'm thinking yeah, like he gonna, yeah, he gonna spaz on every single track that, that's played, bro. Like I think absolutely. he's about to spaz for real. Like we and, we ain't get we ain't got mixtape call in a minute. Nah, but what I'm also thinking is it's gonna be something that a lot of niggas gonna miss the first time around. Niggas that's usually how it is though with him. Hey niggas, niggas gonna have to um uh, what he say, uh huh. I heard this a while ago, but didn't press play. You know, uh, basically saying you gotta, basically you gotta do some more living. You feel mm-hmm. me? You gotta, you gotta go through some experiences to catch this. And I'm definitely seeing like, like for your eyes only. I hated that one shit when it dropped. Me too. I, I was about to say to that. Yeah, you feel me? Like I could, I couldn't relate to it. This nigga's talking about having a family at the time. I ain't know J. Cole had a family. You feel me? I ain't he was he was very private. But now like I said it's, it's things that you you gotta go through experiences yourself and you can really relate to and see what he's talking about. Like, yeah, bro, even me, bro, you bro, you you know I'm 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 am not a Drake fan at all. <laughs> you know that. Like bro, no. you 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 know I don't like Drake. But Going back on that, um, I think it was uh Scorpio, whatever song Scorpion. got emotionless on it. Yeah, Scorpion. Mm-hmm. Bruh, that shit real fast, bruh. Cause like <laughs> I'm I wasn't hiding my kid from the world, I was hiding the world from my kid. Look at the way we live. Like, bro, like he's really until you stand in the face of your seat, you can never get it. Like, I get it, bro. I get it. I get it. I get it. No, for I sure. definitely get it. That's the difference between that. I'm glad you said that because that was my next point anyway about Drake. But obviously, I like him a lot more than you do. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. For sure. But, he's um, on, bro. You, he gotta, I, I, this is what I always tell people. Drake got to have haters, and I just play my part. Yeah, definitely. Um, but like he's more, he was more like public with it. I think Pusher kind of forced his hand with, with a dynasty. Yeah, but, for sure. But thing about Cole and Kendrick is, bro, you didn't even know that they had like wives and girlfriends, or let alone families, until they told you themselves. Yep. Like yep. I didn't know, I you know, like Kendrick, bro. He had, I mean, okay, back in the day, he dropped a song with Dom Kennedy called "She Needs Me." I think I thought I'm thinking like he just getting creative. Where I didn't know that was about like his wife today type shit. Yeah, until, for sure. And until even, like and now, even his and even his last project. Him talking about him, you know, going through therapy and trying to figure out how to become a better version of him. Like, him realizing, okay, it's not just me finding out that I got to do more. I got to go back and I got to fix the shit that I was broken from. You feel me? Yeah, like, he talks shit. about like, infidelity, father yep. issues, you know, um, auntie diaries. I felt like it's one of the stronger cuts up there. Man, father time, father time is my shit, bro. Yeah, father time. I got daddy issues, and that's on me. <laughs> like real yeah. shit, bro. Like that's real shit, and especially we as black men, a lot of us have have daddy issues that we don't want to talk about. We always so quick to, you know, say, "Oh, a girl got daddy issues," but no, nah, we we be having them shits too, bro. We we was a lot of us was abandoned too and left, you know. 
Mm-hmm. For sure. We feel like, oh, well, I'm his child, not the other way around. Yeah. You feel me? Like, he's supposed to fix it. He's supposed to reach out. But, like, right. it's, it's a 50 50 thing, though. And that's what I like about those two, though. I mean, we probably never get. I mean, they st- everybody's saying they've been recording tracks for the last six, seven years to build an album, but that album may never surface. Nah, okay, bro. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think they're going to let the masses get that anytime soon. That's going to be on some, after they both died, you feel me, and some remastered LP never before heard type shit, you know? You know, I'm like, bro, like, bro I've been waiting since 2015, brother. Like, yeah, <laughs> I've been waiting since Black Friday. <laughs> if you know, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, they they both slaughtered each other tracks. And yeah, bro. I still, I got, like, I, I, that's one of the only reason why I got SoundCloud to this day for that. <laughs> yeah, for sure, because you can't find that shit everywhere. It's definitely nope. not on streaming. Nope. But I feel like with how private they are makes you respect them a lot more. So when they do speak on something, you know it's coming from a real spot. So Absolutely. If you know what nigga don't got on like a wife or, or a kid, Kendrick, he got multiple. Um, you know it's coming from a real place. He talked about, you know, his infidelity with his girl and mm-hmm. realizing that it was something wrong with him. You feel me? Right. That he he needed help and he hadn't healed from um situations. And I felt like everybody slept on it. Everybody felt like, oh, this is his last TDE album. It was probably mailed in. This is only a contractual obligation. He didn't really care about this album. I'm like, did you listen to it? Right. <laughs> did did you, you really listen? Yeah. Did you, did you, were you listening for, you know, substance or were you just trying to find the next meme, the next meme driven, you know, lyric or something? Even if you look on, bro, if you look at just the album, the album art cover. Tells you everything you need to know. Everything he he been he been he been with his family trying to get himself together, but don't sleep, nigga. That pistol still tucked. I'm. <laughs> you feel me? Like that's that's very like it's it show you on the album cover is very personal, and I felt like this is that album was everything I expected, and the reason I felt like everybody said, on me like who? <laughs> you feel me? Like it had his moments up there. You feel me? Like it had like yeah, it still had them hits up there. He still can drop hits, but. We know from these two guys, you're gonna get a concept. Yeah, and bro, who knew that that Kendrick Lamar and Kodak was gonna be the next? Like the dichotomy of them two together, like they're so oxymoronic, but like they it it works, it works, definitely works. And those two, like two of my favorite artists, like Kodak and Kendrick, like right now type shit. So. And they say, I don't me want your you. ice, boy. I want your life, but fuck it, I still might rob you. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like, shit like that. Them one-liners like that from Kodak on a track to Kendrick, which Kendrick, that's what I had missed at that point. It was twenty. It was like May 22, like May 22 when he dropped that shit. So, yeah. I missed that, like, funniness from that nigga. Like, first these niggas on me, like, who? Like, right, yeah, I, I nah, missed that real. funny shit from that nigga, yo, and it's like, I'm seeing he's having fun again, but the reason I feel like um, people didn't fuck with it is because Damn was so good. You you thought you would get something like Damn, but one thing I've learned since Good Kid, and when he he shifted to Pimple Butterfly, like don't think you're getting the same thing again from that nigga. Because I thought we was gonna nah, get something fast. like Good Kid, and we got to Pimple Butterfly, and I like that just as much as I like Good Kid. You feel me? So 
I knew he was not gonna get no shit like down, but I was like, yeah, I'm just glad he put some shit out for real. Nah, I'm fast, fast, fast. But yeah, nah, it, it it caught me. It definitely caught me by surprise. But when I heard it, I was like, nah, bro, this is what I needed. Like, this is what I need. Especially like I said, like I said, bro, because father time. Look, man, twenty two. Yeah, that was that was a year for me. To say the less, yeah, <laughs> to say the least. That was a year for me. So the last thing I wanted to touch on on uh, this episode was um this whole Grammys thing, bro. Do you think it's getting out of hand now? Because, um, you, know, you know, I ain't never fucked with the Grammys anyway after that whole good kid, Matt City, Michael Yeah. Bush. You know I ain't yeah. fucked with the Grammys ever since then. I'm like, yeah, this shit is <laughs> crazy. I feel like now it's just it's just the norm to call it out. It ain't really about fixing it or adjusting it. It's just, let's just bring attention to it. You feel what I'm saying? Because a Grammy is worthless. Definitely. Like, you see what Kanye did to his Grammy. Yeah, you feel me? They paperweights. Like niggas sip niggas sip out of them. You feel me? Like the 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 material that it's made out of is worthless. It's just a it's just a check, it's just a check box. But also I feel like it's it's a part of the the algorithm or the formula. You know, you have to you have to you have to check that box. Cause oh, you feel me, you can if you sell all these units so everybody know your song or everybody listen to you, why don't you have a Grammy? You know? For sure. Why 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 aren't you recognized on this platform that we use to recognize the best of the best? You feel what I'm saying? But at the same time, it's like you have to push that. You still gotta push the message. You gotta push the the mission, the objective, you feel me? So it's like, and especially in an age where well, not in an age, but coming from you know me. I was. I had a class with Knife Wonder, so mm-hmm. listening to him talk about hip hop and everything, and how they a lot of the times where back in the day when the information wasn't so easily accessible, you could have people like Tina Marie, who's not black, but if you talk anything bad about her, you know your auntie, your mama, your grandma, they're gonna look at you crazy because you're not gonna talk about. Miss T, you know what I mean? So in an era where you can push out a black sound behind a white face or not even Tina Marie, Bobby Caldwell, like these are people that, you know, sound black, but in actuality are Caucasian males and females. So I say that to say that it's like, you know, it's, it's meant to keep these people in these spots and these positions, but is it truly deserved? Eh, is it just to keep the game at a quote unquote even playing field? Eh, nah, I don't know. Like, yeah, like, eh. Cause really like Jay Z said, some of y'all honestly shouldn't even be in a category. But I feel like that speech it, really set shit off, though. Yeah, you feel me? It doesn't because it doesn't make sense. You can't have a following like Beyonce and not have album of the year. But at, least at a once. Same, yeah, you feel me? But if you if you follow the credentials, you feel me? I can I can make it so she doesn't check those credentials. I know for sure. Like how they determine who wins a Grammy is a bunch of middle aged people sitting in a room discussing it and that right there alone lets Shoot, they ain't even middle aged at this point, bro. <laughs> they they old. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And me knowing how this shit is determined, I feel like this hip hop 
uh, just hip hop because there's all there's different genres in there, but just hip hop, I feel, is a young man's game. You mm-hmm. So, and it usually impacts the youth. So I feel like the youth should determine it. I don't mm-hmm. feel like it should be some old ass people in there. Like, nah, no, no disrespect to Killer Mike. I mean, I, I, I heard the album when he came out. I felt like it was one of the better albums of the year. But winning over, like, her loss and, you know, Travis Scott, Utopia, I'm like, come on, bro. Come on, lady. Like, come on, bro. There's no disrespect there. Ah, I know what Killer Mike is as a lyricist. Obviously, everybody's not hip to him. But it is what it is. A lot of, a lot of people was just, like, violating him because yeah. they didn't know. Like, I mean... Of course, you're not gonna know who Killer Mike is if you listen to Rob for an hour. No, why TB? Yeah, you're not. It's it's a different it's a different age, but at the same time, as I said, I feel like it's a it's a platform to push the narrative because it's also, I mean, from their perspective, are they gonna put out these other? Are they gonna support these other artists? You feel me? This is a guy somewhat trying to make a positive, quote unquote, positive album. You know? Yeah. And. I just feel like this whole thing, we need to make our own, like, award shows that just, like, fuck with the culture. I know they're going to say, like, oh, we got, like, BET Awards and Hip Hop Awards. Man, but BET is shit, bro. Once, you know, it's on, shit. once you know it's owned by a bunch of white people, then it, it don't hit the same, bro. So, yeah. it's just like, we need to make our own thing that we, like, everybody cherishes a Grammy so much. Like, bro, we need to make our own award that actually means something within the hip hop culture. Like, Thanks. And until we get to that point, everybody gonna keep. Man, call robbed. that bitch a mammy. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get a mammy, nigga. Hey, until we reach that point, man, people gonna get robbed. People gonna be in categories they don't deserve to be in, and you gonna lose to somebody that you never mm-hmm. heard of, and it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of backlash. It's gonna happen every year in February. So, nah, that's just, <laughs> that's just why I'm that's just why I'm at with it. Mm-hmm. Watch Iggy lose a Grammy as I try to crack a smile. I'm just playing. <laughs> but all good jokes. Like and that's 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 what like kinda like that's really the real of the situation. But people don't want to face it. Like he, he literally gave you what the hell is gonna happen. Yep. And these and these niggas still put so much like stock into a Grammy and it's just like, yo, like you might win. But it's a higher chance you're not going to win. Right. <laughs> but oh no, it's already determined. And when Killer Mike won the three categories, that part of the Grammys was not even televised. Yep. So it's just like oh, y'all not respect hip hop. Y'all care more about other genres, and it's just like shit. It's the number one genre in the world right now. It is, bro, and it's been that way for for a while. But it's like I said, now it's like oh, now let's draw attention to it. But it's one thing to draw attention to it; it's another thing to act on it. You feel me? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Awareness but, and action is two different things. Oh, he's speaking now, hey, for sure, for sure. But hey, I appreciate your time today, brother. This, hey man, again. I appreciate you having me, bro. It's always, it's always an honor, bro. It's love to be able to do this, man, and and build with you, bro. You, you already know, man. You my brother from day one, man. Like you, one of those real, real lifelong friends, man. For sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Vice versa, man. Um, this this episode has been nothing short of another classic, in my opinion. So I can only imagine what this one's gonna do. But if you want, shit, just give a Instagram handle, Twitter handle, 
place where people can follow you at if you would like? Oh, for sure, man. Look, um, all my shoot, I think all my uh, social media is, is Trey the Truth, uh, T R E A, uh, the Truth, just spelled all the way out. Um, I think shoot, Twitter may just be an underscore in between Trey and the. But yeah, man, Trey the Truth, bro, get at me, man. Follow me. I'm man. I look. I ain't all for that BS, bro. You feel me? If you want some real, real knowledge, real higher thinking, you feel what I'm saying? That's what it is. That's the only reason why I would, why I would come on a platform like this in this in this world of podcasts and echo chambers. Everybody got their thoughts on something. I'm, you know, I gotta, I gotta side with some real stuff, and that's that's what this format is, man. You are gonna keep pushing the real, and you feel me? I, I love it. I love it, bro. I'm here for it. Appreciate that a hundred percent, man. And more importantly, episode one forty two in the books. Hey man, we out. Peace.